0: the market or the smart money, if you will, has been basically calling for rate cuts this year. And if you follow my channel, you know, I'm not there. I don't see any cuts this year. Uh, But I do want to play with the idea of rate cuts could happen this year. But I don't think people really realize what that means. It's kind of like be careful what you wish for. So I want to talk to Taylor from Lifegoal Investment about rate cuts, about how bad things would have to get for rate cuts to happen. Because I don't think that is the natural stance. I think the Fed would uh, be unhappy that they are forced to cut, but let's talk about rate cuts. Taylor, how are you doing? I'm doing great. This is
1: such an interesting topic because although I'm not quite as no rate cuts coming this year as you are, right? I think that maybe, maybe we get one towards the end of the year. I'm certainly not on three like the market is. And the market's just saying, hey, Jerome Powell, we don't believe a word that's coming out of your mouth because you are telling us that you are not going to you know, cut rates. I think the quote was something like, in the environment that we expect to happen, a rate cut is unlikely or something like that. We're yeah. almost the exact words out of his mouth. So he's telling us that he's the decision maker and he doesn't anticipate rate cuts coming. And the market's saying, not only do we think you're wrong, but we think you're wrong three times.
0: Yeah, so I think it's fair to say that Jerome Powell is uh, still holding on hope for a soft landing. Let's define a soft landing is. Below trend growth, but not negative, right? So yep. sub one percent, but not negative. Uh, he still he still clearly sees a strong job market, right? Jolts report, uh, jobs numbers all it's still strong. An unemployment rate at three point four percent. I mean, hello. Um, so yeah, I think he's that's where he's at. It's interesting that his staff is not there. It's also interesting if we go back to the dot plot that even the Fed presidents were calling for a, a recession. Uh, with two quarters, and um, yeah, I think I think Jerome Powell is is basically saying I'm going to stick to my guns. You guys, you guys were wrong last time, and I believed you. I'm not doing it this time, and he, I think he's in the soft landing camp.
1: He pounded his chest the other day. He said he we're did. doing a damn good job. He said, listen, we've got inflation cut in half essentially from the nine handle that we were at in, in June yep. of 2022. The unemployment rate is still incredibly, incredibly low and resilient. It's an 80 the, year
0: low or something. It's crazy.
1: Yeah, yeah. And then on the job openings front, he's pounding his chest on the fact that they've been able to collapse that sum, the JOLTS yeah. number.
0: Yeah, about a million.
1: Unemployment.
0: Exactly. And,
1: and, you know, he said we're also controlling wage growth relatively well right now. And so he said, in his own words, it's more likely that we avoid a recession than enter one. And his staff's words, as you just alluded to, is it's more likely we see a modest recession than we don't. So yeah. it's, it's, it's really interesting. But one of the points that you made early on is be careful what you wish for. Um, one of my very good buddies, uh, his name is Jeff Schulze. He's the strategist at Clearbridge, which is a you know, multi-multi-billion dollar, predominantly uh, equity stock shop. Um, He has a recession dashboard that he publishes and it's widely followed by the financial advisory community. And there are 12 indicators on there everything from monetary supply to economic things like truck shipments, and every single one of them right now is either flashing it's like a, 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 a red light type mentality green is good yellow is okay red's bad almost all of them are red and i think there's two yellows there are no oh, green geez. no
0: green and so that's not it great. is
1: going what 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 recession coming recession coming and his his recession dashboard has been a phenomenal indicator of recessions to come interestingly even though no one foresaw a 2022 recession or i'm sorry 2020 recession coming during covid His economic indicators had it at moderate. So um, it wasn't a shock to their system. And it's all data-driven. It's all quant-driven. And it looks at the leading economic indicators. Now, when you talk about unemployment, what's interesting and what people must realize is that unemployment is the ultimate lagging economic indicator. That is the last thing to show signs of a crack as you enter a recession. Generally, when recessions are entered, unemployment, upon entering the recession, the unemployment rate is the lowest of that cycle. Correct. So to your point, you've made the point that I think we entered a recession at the start of Q2, as a result of a lot of these regional banks. And other people would say, Michael, you're an idiot. Look at unemployment. It can't be a recession with it so low. But again, you enter the recession at the lowest unemployment rate of that cycle. So Correct. you certainly could be right. And I tend to think that you
0: are right. Yeah. Again, this is this is again, going back to the thesis. Let's let's pretend the market is right and we get three rate cuts starting in September. Right.
1: Over a 50 percent chance as of now, the market saying that we get a rate cut in September.
0: Yeah. So, again, that's so May, June, July, August. We got basically four months, let's call it, before the first rate cut again, based on the market. Uh, Unemployment would have to go up, I don't know, a point, a point and a half at least to kind of get it. And and that's just step one. Then you need GDP to be negative, probably a full point. I mean, you got to have some pretty, or you got to have what? Thirty banks go under? It's like, be careful what we wish for, guys. Yeah, no doubt.
1: I mean, the Fed is not going to, not going to cut without a catalyst. The catalyst has to be there for an economic backdrop standpoint in order for the Fed to cut. Um, and 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 you know, as of right now, as 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 weak as I think the economy is, and and as the trend slows, as I think it is, the Fed doesn't necessarily have any catalysts or real. There's Whoa. nothing that's saying you need to cut rates, you need to cut rates. The market is saying something is going to happen in order for them to cut rates, in order for them to be forced to cut rates. What is that going to be? TBD. Uh, but you know what you just mentioned there is going to have to play out in order for them to do that.
0: Yeah, again, when we talk about unemployment, right? Unemployment going up a tenth of a percent a month, not enough. Right? It's got to be meaningful, I would think. GDP going down. Again, being down less than a point, like negative one five or less, not it. Yep. A bank or two going out every month, not it. An earnings recession, which I think will be confirmed this quarter, not it. There's a lot of bad stuff. In fact, I think it's at least currently more likely that we have stagflation than anything else. Right? We have below trend growth and high inflation. It's just kind of in the soup.
1: That's where we have been sitting. Isn't yeah. that stagnationary camp? Yeah. Um, I, I do tend to think that we will get a uh, a continued economic contraction. And I do think we'll, we'll end up in a recession. Um, I don't think because of things I've said on prior videos where there's so much capital on the sidelines, businesses have to be aware that a potential recession's coming because everyone's talking about it. They're prepping their books, et cetera. um, And they're preparing their businesses in the best way they can. So I don't think it's that meaningful, nasty, nasty downside. But as a function of COVID, like let's rewind back and, and, and explain why this happened again. COVID was a forced economic shutdown. The government said you cannot operate your business any longer. Therefore, we're gonna cut a bunch of checks to you and your employees to have them continue to spend money as if they were normal. And therefore you had this glut of supply, rates got cut to zero and people went out and spent money. But now they were on the other side of this. We've now experienced this massive inflationary shock as a function of what happened during COVID and rates got yanked higher at a precipitous rate faster than they have in 40 years. What happens because of that? The economic cycle stops and resets. And that's what so- I expect.
0: Yeah. So I don't see rate cuts this year. You do see one. So what do you think the catalyst will be? Is it negative GDP growth? Is it high unemployment? Is it bank failures? Is it a combination of all three? What do you think the catalyst is for a December rate cut?
1: The banking issue is real. The banking issue is very real. And therefore, I think as a function of that, that bleeds through into a more systematic slowdown of the economy than we were already experiencing. Banks have to look at their balance sheets right now and say, one, we know we're losing deposits. So if we sit on, let's use numbers here, if we generally sit on 10% liquidity, we know that 10% is being withdrawn, we need to build liquidity elsewhere. Where does other liquidity come from? A lack of lending. So if they stop lending to build their liquidity in order to meet withdrawals when they come, which they know are coming, and if that gets exacerbated, they have to stop their lending program even more quickly. And that just is sand in the gears of the economy and slowing it down. And so I think that the catalyst for a more pronounced economic slowdown is the regional banks. Again, there are so many of them. They lend to small and mid-sized businesses, which are the underpinning of our economy as a whole and employ half of our workforce.
0: Yeah, no, I think you're right. I think that's where I go to, is I don't think enough people are looking at just the the sand in the gears, if you will. And I think today, it's one of those economic reports that doesn't come out pre-market. I think it comes out at 11 Pacific two Eastern. I think it's called the Senior Loan Officer Survey. I think that comes out today. That's going to be pretty eye-opening.
1: The, yeah, that was what. Um, th- there's an acronym for it, or there's there's a, something they call it the the Slu report or something. But um, whatever, Paul was talking about it last week, and uh, he was saying that we'll see the banking activity based upon that. Um, and to your point, we should we should be looking at that. Um, but yeah, I, I just think that um, when banks slow down, again, it, it it just money supply dries up, and uh, and, and you know what's
0: happening up. in the banks that no one's talking about. And I was at an event this weekend or last weekend, I guess, that that validated it for me. I believed it going in based on personal experience, but now it's nationally been validated. There are operators of commercial properties who have never missed a payment, who are in good financial health that are actually not going to be able to refi. Their terms are coming up. The asset's fine. The operator's fine. But the regional bank needs cash. Back to your point, you had 10%. You had 10%. Where are you going to get the money? It's not only, Taylor, less lending. It's it's I don't know what it's called, forcing a refi somewhere else or a sale with the active loans you have today. Nobody is talking about that. There are going to be good loans that are forced to close or whatever that's called. That Nobody is talking about that. That is going to be a giant. You're going to be an operator like me. I own office buildings. I have to fill out a personal financial statement every year for my commercial loans. I went to one of these about six months ago. And he basically said, Michael, you're good. Your LTV is below 50%. You have money at our bank. You're fine. But he said, Hey, can I talk to you? I said, of course. He goes, you see that folder on my desk over there? I can't refi 50% of our loans.
1: Ouch. Ouch, ouch, ouch. I, you're right. No one is talking about this. A lot of people are talking about, and I'll, I'll let you keep going, about the, the broader commercial real estate problem, which we could talk about. But no, I have not heard this
0: come up anywhere. This is huge. Nobody, I mean, again, you're a regional bank. You need cash. Deposits aren't coming in. In fact, they're leaving. Correct. You're going to look at your loan book. And even if you know the operator, even if this, even if that, you're going to say, sorry, I need my money.
1: Yep. And even more holistically, and and Warren Buffett and Charlie Munger talk about this this weekend in Omaha, they talked about the fact that commercial real estate, at at a broad landscape standpoint, they talked about offices, they talked about malls, and a couple other areas of commercial real estate that are just really having struggles right now. Occupancy in New York City right now for office space just hit its high watermark of, I guess, non-occupancy, I should say, of 16%. That's the highest it's ever been. San yeah, Francisco
0: 32% not 32%. occupied.
1: There you go. So you think about that. That person needs to have, you know, demand for that space to then in turn pay their loan on the other end. But the other thing about the loan on the other end is that different than mortgages, which are almost exclusively fixed rate these days. Yeah. these are variable rates.
0: Yep. Variable variable rates.
1: Every five years or whatever, they reset higher. I just had this happen. I own some commercial real estate in the town that I live in. And our rate went from three, seven, five to five, four, five. And, um, you know, if you're getting that huge cash, you know, chop of the legs from underneath you, and then you couple that with the struggle to find a tenant, it's like the, the, the cracks are out there for commercial real estate as well, which is again, a huge part of the book of business of these regional banks.
0: Yeah, but let's let's take your example, right? So let's just pretend your regional bank goes, "Taylor, sorry, buddy. Uh, you're a great loan, we love you, blah blah blah. Thank you for your deposits, but I can't refi the loan. I need the cash." Yep. You as an operator would have you only have two choices. You go somewhere else that somebody doesn't know you. You could do a cash-in refi to bring the loan down cuz maybe that gets it done, or you're forced to sell. Yep.
1: Yep. Yep. Yeah, and 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 that would be a real a a, a real predicament. Um to your point, all of a sudden you're getting forced to purge things onto the market. The commercial real estate prices come down across the board, and all of those commercial real estate properties that people own that are still on the books of the mortgage companies and the regional banks take it on the chin. From that perspective, yeah, it's it's uh, it's a domino effect that that I hope we don't experience to the severity that uh, that could happen.
0: Uh, Taylor, where can people find you?
1: Yeah, find us on Instagram and on TikTok. We put out daily videos there. We're at Life Goal Investments. Thank you, buddy.